Thanks for taking the time to listen to our 3D OrthoPro podcast. If you'd like to get any more information on Piro, 8Soul or Raptor, please visit our website at www.3dorthopro.com or drop us an email at info at 3dorthopro.com. Hey everyone, it's Doug from 3D OrthoPro here uh, and today I'm talking with Steve Mottram, Consultant, Orthotist and Managing Director at Technology in Motion. Um, Steve, I wanted to talk a little bit about your career and kind of where, where it's led us to here at Technology in Motion and 3D OrthoPro. Uh, so initially, just want you to give me a, a little brief summary of your career, how you started okay. and, and, and where you've gone. Well, my first job was uh, making ammunition with the Ministry of Defence. Uh, this was back in the 1970s and I was a craft apprentice and I really, really enjoyed uh, engineering. I've always enjoyed engineering, doing things with my hands and making things, but I really didn't like making ammunition. <laughs> so I eventually, after about four or five years, found myself moving across into orthotics, which is engineering based, yep. but it's working in healthcare, which is really what I like. Uh, so I graduated in 1983, which sounds an awful long time ago now. Just a year before I was born. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Gosh, that really makes me feel sorry great. about that. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> but you know, this this career is a great career. It's and it's been really, really interesting all the way through. When I first started, everything was steel and aluminium and leather, and straps and buckles and fabrics. And now we've moved on to printed products. We've moved all the way through the plastics, using Velcros and things like that, uh, towards more stretchy fabrics. Um, and as I said, back into 3D printing and silicons and, and the, whole, the whole way that uh, new technologies are bringing great opportunities in making things that you've always really wanted to make but never been able to, just because the, material, the manufacturing technology has not been able to do that. So now you can design something on a screen and you can make that thing, which you could never do before. Because some of the progress of the work that you've done was when you initially introduced uh, plagiocephaly treatments into the UK and the use of the, the kind of plastic style helmets and then how successful that was for you and then how that's turned into a 3D printed product now. Um, just talk me through like the relationship you've had with Invent um, and Technology in Motion which, and, and where that's gone. Okay, so I started working with essentially a shoemaking company and uh, moved on from there through into uh, contract management, went into the health service, worked inside the health service for a while, came back out, uh, worked in product management and, uh, and marketing and uh, re-qualified in those, those areas um, and then we were working with, I was working as a product manager with, um, uh, with a company named Medistocks and uh, we were importing an American product, an American company's products at that time and one of those products was uh, a helmet for children with plagiocephaly and one of my tasks was to see if I could get anybody in the UK to, to buy these things and I went around craniofacial centres, I talked to physiotherapists and um, said, oh no, this is not for our babies, this is not for our children. 
And then a physiotherapist sent me a baby and said, can you just have a look at this little girl and, and see if you can, you can help her? So I did. And the head shape improved with, with the treatment. I mean, at this time we were casting, so I was taking a cast of a baby. Mm -hmm. Nightmare for <laughs> everybody concerned. Mum was crying, baby was crying, I was sweating like no business. <laughs> it was not the best thing to be doing, but we've moved on from there quite quickly into, into our scanning technologies. Uh, so that was in 2003, and then around about 2005, um, the contract with that company, the, the, we broke we broke relationship. The company's broke relationship, and we started working with a company named ING uh, Corporation, uh, which then became Invent Medical. And these are really inspirational guys. And for the last ten years, they've been looking at 3D printing, knowing that. Uh, the 3D printed products were uh, really quite fragile and not very, they're not very robust. But as machines and technology has moved on in the last three or four years, we've now come to really good standard industrial machines mm -hmm. which will produce quickly and um, reliably uh, products which are very strong, very uh, um, reliable in their manufacture. The materials are great, and the, uh, and the and the products are really stable. Mm -hmm. um, so we've been working with them over the last seven or eight years to develop uh, the Timband Air. It's known as Tally in Europe, but we've um, we've started to use that in the last 12 months. And during the pandemic, this has been really useful to us because we can manage these children without needing to see them, yeah. because a lot of the skill that the, the clinician was doing by hand, manually, that skills, those skills have been brought into the computer and we're configuring these products inside the computer. So everything's clean, it's quick, it's efficient, we know exactly what product we're going to get back and it works very, very well. Yeah, and I think we can see that some of the products that we're already using are the the Raptor mask and the eight sole on the end there, and then obviously the the, the technology motion helmet yeah. is is only for for those clinicians. Yeah. Um, but what what else is in the pipeline? Obviously, from behind we can see the P row up there, which is uh, next in line. Yeah, uh, and we're we're testing for that at the yeah, moment. Yeah, but yeah. Um, after that, what what well, have well, been going through? Let me just talk a little bit about the relationship between. Uh, 3D Ortho Products, which is the company that you work for, and Technology in Motion. Uh, technology in Motion really talks to parents and talks to, to people who are going to use these products. 3D Ortho Products, we decided to create a new company, uh, which was the product supply company. Um, so, Invent Medical sells to 3D Ortho Products, and 3D Ortho Products sells to Technology in Motion. So, 3D uh, technology in motion is just for the parents and just for the, uh, for, for the end users. Mm -hmm. 3D also products talks to clinics and, and clinicians and, and it, that provides products through to those people yeah. uh, for them to give to their patients. And the things that we've got coming through, as you said, is the Piro, yeah. which is a really, really nice AFO. Yeah. Uh, it's being tested now and it's being tested on children, it's being developed and it's... Um, the products that we, we supply, they're, they're heavily tested before they ever get to a patient. Mm. Um, you can't test on patients. You can't put this on a patient and say, just give that a go and see if it's going to work. Mm -hmm. uh, knowing that it might break, you can't do that. 
you can't, you can't, you can't play with patients um, uh, and, and patients' lives like that. You need to make sure that the product is safe, secure, and it's going to do the work that you want it to do. So one of the other products that we're bringing in is a, a socket for somebody who's lost a lower limb, a transtibial socket. Uh, we're working with uh, uh, some people in the UK and this is being trialled in clinics around the world um, so that, we, the, so that the, um, the algorithm can be built uh, again to, to meet the needs of the people that, that, uh, that actually need it. Using something called Tally Protect as well, that's a new product, so that's a, a 3D printed helmet for people who have drop fits and people who have uh, maybe epileptic but they need head protection and these might be older people, older children particularly, who've, um, who've got a head shape deformity from younger life but then they can't get a helmet to fit, they can't get something that's safe that they can wear that's lightweight, that's breathable and that, that's, that's safe for them to wear. Yeah and I think and the beauty is that it's, it's easy it's easy to make because you just yeah. need to scan and then uh, scan. And, uh, yeah. and, and off we go. Because yeah. um, I, th I think moving on, we want to just have a chat about what um, the the benefits of this process are. That the, the, the invent process is is quite unique in what it uh, it yeah. delivers. So yeah, it is. so a lot of the knowledge uh, knowledge base has been brought into the computers. So rather than using technicians, so you you take a scan. And you make it, you, you create a prescription, and then you get a product. And there's this whole bit in the middle, which is the product manufacturer, uh, which can have three, four, five technicians working on the product, and each one interprets your prescription differently, and you get the product out at the end, not knowing that that's going to be the same product that actually what you wanted. Um, when you've created your scan, you then, um, when you take your scan, you then bring that into the platform, uh, into, the prescription, into the prescription area, and you prescribe your product, you say what product you want, uh, you decide on the angles that you want, you decide on the trim lines that you want, and you, you, it's you that's creating the product. And the interpretation of that is done digitally. So you've not got a technician sitting in front of another pair of insoles, do this, do that, do that another pair of insoles, do this, do that, do that. Because what I want and what somebody else wants might be totally different and the algorithm that's uh, built into this does what I want and does what he wants, not what the technician thinks you want. So you get what you, what you prescribe every time. Don't draw out from libraries, don't draw out from, from uh, a standard product and just tweak it a little bit. Each one is individually made based on your prescription and your scan of the patient. And your patient gets their individual product every time. And I think that's the concept that is new, new to clinicians totally to, new. Uh, and, and can be a little bit frightening to say that you are now fully responsible for everything and it's in the palm of your hand, you can scan on your tablet, you then adjust the scans, you adjust trim lines, you create a prescription and then it goes and then what you order is what you get back and, and bear in mind that this material is, isn't fixed either, that it has the ability to be heated uh, and shaped yeah, if, if, if it needs to be uh, and, it, and it can be trimmed if it needs to be, it, it's not completely fixed. Well, I say that gives the clinicians a great deal of power and a great deal of control. They control what they, 
what they what they need and what they want and what what they can give to their patients. And you, the, the company supports these people through uh, in their prescription and helps them with with knowing what what it is that they need to be asking for to get the best for their patient. And I think it's, it's a learning curve. Yeah, it's a very short learning one. curve in all honesty. And it is, that's what I was, was going to say, is it's a learning curve. People are learning, clinicians are learning a new way of, um, of, of prescribing uh, and, and pres prescribing AFOs to, to exactly what they want. Yeah. The adjustability inside Piro from, from what I've been able to see is, is amazing in terms of how you can adjust the trim lines all over the place and yeah. and create just something that's going to be exactly what you want without having to kind of try and think hey am I going to write this all down a bit of paper and, yeah. and send it in to, to be manufactured so yeah. it's exciting I think the, the the way the concept is building is, yeah. is, is, is going to be the way the industry moves. Yeah and there's moves also forward. artificial intelligence behind there and there's machine learning so it sounds scary that the computers are learning how to do these things but they are these Piro, each one of these holes is put exactly where it should be. Now, without using, um, without starting with the design and then creating the design, taking your scan and then shrinking the product onto there, mm. if you were doing that manually, each hole would have to be placed separately. But by doing it this way, all of that work is done inside a computer, and this takes a lot of computing power, a huge amount of computing power. Um, they're using uh, essentially the Czech, the Czech government's national computer to do a lot of this work. I think as well what's important to that, the design, the, the algorithm is there, but the information you give it is equally crucial. Yes, yes. This is again why the the responsibilities with the clinician to get like to get the the foot length measures right to get yeah. the the height right yeah. to the body weight yeah. uh, and those that information allows you to build the, the orthosis that you want or the stiffness that you need it to be yeah. so that it does what you want it to do and i think that that that's what's exciting is yeah. that you are the, the the algorithm is there to be used as as with the information you give it that's right um, so that's what so pe people tend to think that okay i've taken the scan I can, uh, and I just send that off, and now a product is made. And this whole bit in the middle is just not known. It's, it's not that it's ignored, it's just not known what goes on in the middle, because yeah. people are not particularly involved with that, but the designers and the software designers and the engineers that are associated with this do know what's, what, what, what goes on in the middle there. Yeah. And it's not a small amount of work. And kind of leads me on to my last question is kind of what hurdles do you see to people that are going to come in and try this uh, about going digital? What, what was the kind of hurdles? Uh, they'll underestimate, underestimate the amount of computing power that they need. They will underestimate the amount of design, that, the design work that is needed. Um, and the, the amount of, um, not guesswork, but the amount of calculation that is required to make sure that the products that, we've, that they're producing or that we're producing actually meets the, the patient's needs and the patient's prescription. Working also with doctors and with clinicians, with physiotherapists, with orthotists and with, with prosthetists and podiatrists to, to make sure that the products that we're producing are the products that are really going to be useful to their patients. Yeah, cool. I think as well, like the digital workflow 
is 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 less is leaner than 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 the traditional workflow of uh, of, of the whole process of yeah. of casting and uh, rectification. Like yeah. that, when you digitally you can cut out a lot of processes, which means you save time. Yes. Plus, with three D printing, uh, certainly with the HP multi-jet fusion technology. This is much more economical. Yes, like there's, there's there's less waste, yeah. um, and 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 the, the process, although um, it seems a lot when you when you see it in action, it is actually quicker and yeah. uh, and and more and requires less technic technicians to to yeah. make it happen. So yeah. it's uh, well, it's not just that. There's, there's, there are, it, it's efficient in all sorts of ways. That product to the end there, the eight sole. From the time you press order. To the time that the print file is created, about 20 seconds, the machine's done it all. Uh, when you print the product, there's no waste. So you're not creating, uh, not taking a block of material and carving out the product out of that huge block of material, creating a huge amount of plastic dust. You're not stretching plastics over and cutting it out. Again, creating a huge amount of waste. The product that you make is the product. And there is no waste because any any extra powder that's that's um, that's built in and around the, the product goes back into the machine and goes round again. So the waste is absolutely minimal. There's very little um, transport cost as well. So I always find it interesting that the scan when we take a scan, that scan goes to Canada and comes back to us within 20 seconds. And when we create an order, that order goes to the Czech Republic and comes back to our manufacturers in the UK within 20 seconds. That product is made in the UK and then it's sent to our clinics. So we're not actually moving physical products, but we're working internationally. It certainly seems like it's 3D printing and orthotics is, is the way forward. It certainly is. And that leads me on to my last question. What kind of hurdles do you see for new customers when they go digital? They're going to need a huge amount of computing power. It's a change in skills. People whose skills have been used for up to now, they're going to have to change those skills and move them on into, uh, into digital design and into uh, digital manufacture. So it's not... Uh, the people are not redundant, the skills are becoming redundant um, and it's a totally new way of working. But that's, that's the way of life, you know, things just do move on. Um, the amount, as I said, the amount of computing power is huge, the amount of design work that you need to do is huge and you really can't guess with patience. You've got to make sure that the product that you're producing is a product that is fit for use. And every patient is different. We're all heavier, we're all lighter, we're all different sizes, different shapes. Uh, we put different, um, different loads on our bodies. Um, some are high, are high energy users, some are lower energy users. You need to be able to design and make a product that's going to fit both ends of those scales and do it efficiently at both ends. Some people want more flexible, some people need more control. And it's about making sure that that, that, that whole area comes into, um, into being in, in, in the product that we're designing. And, and there's also the efficiencies of the digital workflow, meaning that there's, 
there's less steps, so it's it's quicker, it's leaner, uh, and, and kind of all round. Yeah, certainly for the clinician, but a lot of the steps that have been brought into the machines. Mm -hmm. You know, it's always, I always find it interesting that when I take a scan, uh, my scan goes to Canada to be modified, and it comes back to me in 20 seconds. Uh, when I create an order, the order goes to the Czech Republic, and it's created into a product file, a print file, which comes back to the UK, our manufacturers in the UK. They make the product and they send it to the people in, in the UK. So the efficiencies are huge. Uh, the materials that we use are very, very minimal. There's nothing to cut away. The product that you pull out of the, uh, out of the machine is the product. There's no waste. Uh, they're really, really environmentally friendly too. Cool. Thanks so much for your time, Steve. Thank you.